everybody, and welcome to Ask Allie, your place for spiritual advice for busy people. Ask Allie is the longest-running spiritual podcast on iTunes, helping others there since 2005. Today is Monday, June 1st, 2020. Thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. If you'd like to get a reading or have your energy balanced, find out more about me or support the podcast, I'll leave the information below in the show's notes. And don't forget, if you like this episode, please rate it. So how's everyone doing? Are you as exhausted as I am? <laughs> this it, last week has been it's been exhausting. It feels um, it, with COVID nineteen and and all that that entails, and then the horrible murder of George Floyd last Monday. Um, we all have a a final straw. You know, we always we all have that, that final thing that says. Damn it, I can't, I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. And George's senseless death has broken that straw for thousands, thousands. I do not believe, I really don't, that we can live with this horrific way that the police um, let the police go after the black community we can't go back to the way it was this and and nor should we ever i mean i i don't want to go back that way i you know it's just i have no words and I'm a person who's got plenty of words. I always have words for things, but I'm not black. And I, I cannot uh, completely understand what it's like to be black and to go out for a simple dinner and worry about something happening, going into a convenience store to buy something and um, worrying that something's going to happen, uh, worried about walking down the street, driving my car, going into a movie theater, sitting in my house. I can't fathom that completely because I'm white. But I acknowledge the pain that the black community has been going through and it's, it's, I'm just at a loss for words. So th this is, this has been a tough week for me, energy wise, um, with everything else, just energy wise, just taking, um, it all in from every direction. Um, so I hope you're okay. I really do. I hope that you are well. I hope that your families are well. And to be prepared to go forward in a different manner. Just as COVID-19 has changed the way we will live from that point forward, this final straw will change the way that blacks and other people of color will be treated by law enforcement. I have to believe that this is the catalyst. I have to believe that things will change. 
I just, I can't fathom going back to the way it was. <sighs> so, tough week. Tough week. Um, I'm hoping uh, this upcoming week and the rest of the month <laughs> we fare a bit better. But the way 2020 is going, I, you know, I think I, I think the murder hornets are, uh, are banding together someplace and just waiting to descend <laughs> among the populations, you know, because uh, we, we haven't heard much about the murder hornets in a while. And Zena here, she agrees, as you can hear her. Uh, I just this this year, just this year, it's been it's, it's like a um, a death and a rebirth, and dying, every dying is. I don't remember my previous deaths from back, from past lives, at least except for one. Uh, but dying can't be easy, and being reborn cannot be easy. Uh, I can't imagine being a baby swimming around in there, and you know. It gets cramped, and then you're 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 pushed through this <laughs> this tube. You're squished, and then you're freezing to death. All of a sudden, yeah. So it it can't be easy. And so this can't be this this whole year the the death and the rebirth of hopefully humankind is not going to be an easy transition either. That all said, <laughs> that all said, as humans, we have a great ability to uh, adjust um, and adjust we shall and we will find new ways to cope with whatever new normal we have we will we will survive we will cope because that's what we do right right now speaking of surviving and coping let us let us move forward and do the oracle card overview for this week, June 1st, 2020, I am using a brand new deck. Um, this is the Sacred Oracle Cards, Sacred Destiny Oracle Cards by Denise Lynn. Um, brand new deck. So far, I've, I've only I've only been using it a short time, and I love it. Um, beautiful cards. I don't know if you Google the cards, uh, the ones that I draw, if they're going to be you know up and about on Google someplace or on Bing, um, just because this is a new deck. But it might be. I don't know. So let's see what our overview of this week is going to be. Now, guys, since this is an overview, keep in mind that's what it is. <laughs> Not every card, you know, may pertain to you. Um, so take take what you need from the Oracle card overview and discard the rest. All right. So let's see what we got going here. Uh, we got card one. And we got card two. And we got card three. All right. Put this aside. Hmm. Is what I say. <laughs> um, okay, so the first card we have is forgiveness. And in this card, you see a, um, a solitary person reaching up towards the moon. And it's really about forgiving yourself, forgiving others. Uh, we're humans. You know, we, we make boneheaded mistakes. Um, we all do. It could be something little that was a bad, that was, a, that was a, an error in judgment, or it could be something, you know, 
on a large scale, a big error in judgment, but we all make it. And the first step to relieving the heaviness that we carry around because of our past, um, oops, is to forgive ourselves. We have to be able to forgive ourselves to shed the weight and move forward. Um, I know Deepak and Oprah have a pretty good, um, you know, the 21 day meditation. They have one about shedding the weight and that's what it does. It, it, it helps forgive and helps you shed the weight of whatever has transpired in your past. So this is a week of forgiveness. Okay. Doesn't mean you forget. Doesn't mean you get over, but you forgive. Okay. The second, the second card I have here is blessings. We will all have blessings around us this week. Now, blessings aren't, you know, all of a sudden someone pulls up and there's a brand new car for you. That's not necessarily it, but it may be, um, you, you meet up with somebody you haven't seen in a while. You get a phone call, an email, a text from someone you haven't connected with in, in quite some time. Um, you see uh, some beautiful birds flying across the sky. You see some dolphins in the ocean or a whale uh, or fish, you know? You, you see some, some beautiful kitty cats being monsters in your house. Um, you see dogs being friendly and loving you no matter what. Um, you have someone all of a sudden support you out of the blue and you're like, huh? <laughs> That's a blessing. Um, you start to uncover a gift that you never knew you had, or you come across an extra 20 bucks you didn't know you had. Um, so blessings are, can be really small, finding a pretty stone in the road, something else, you know, like that, or it can be big about, you know, meeting a soulmate meeting um you know someone who's part of your soul cluster someone who you've been searching for for most of your life it can be the resurgence of a soulmate who has disappeared and shows back up again um i was greatly blessed this blessing that's this is the first thing i thought of um when i pulled the card was, uh, who, if, if you've been following me for a while, you know, there's Bill and Ted and Will and Vincent and Ian, number two, um, who make up my, the core group of soulmates for me. And, you know, life is busy. And although the connection has been uncovered and it's always there, uh, they really haven't been on my mind for a long time. And today I happened to, to catch something that threw them, like catapulted them, uh, right, right front and center again. So that's for me, to me, that's a blessing. Cause it's like, Hey, Allie, remember this? So blessings can be like that. And then the last card I drew is simplicity. And this, the simplicity card is one little feather, like kind of working its way, like on Forrest Gump, the feather that comes down through the sky and lands where Forrest is at. That's what this feather reminds me of. Um, just something that's, that's nice and evenly going down to earth. We're going to have an opportunity to create simplicity in our life to maybe get rid of 
people, places, and things, items that no longer serve us. It's a call to simplify our life. Our lives don't have to be complicated. We, we, help, we help make it complicated. We take on too much stuff. We take say yes to too many things and we should say no. Um, we do multiple projects and we should just be, should be doing one. Um, you know, we work, work, work instead of going outside and, you know, hugging a tree. Because trust me, you want to get grounded? <laughs> That's your fastest way to do it is go hug a tree. Um, but yeah, we're being called to simplify our life this week. So the three cards again, one is forgiveness. Two is blessings. Three is simplicity. Simplify our lives. All right. So moving on to the topic this week, reuniting with your soul cluster after physical death. Now I am going back to uh, Michael Newton. I talked about him, I think two episodes ago. Uh, this book is called Journey of the Souls. And this really is the book that described to me about soul clusters. I, I could see what it was, but I didn't have a name to put to it. Um, but when I read this book, the name soul cluster, uh, and this is Will and Ted. Uh, yeah, Will, Ted, Bill, Vincent, and then Ian, number two. <laughs> I have to say that because I have two Ians in my OBE blog. Um, Ian, number two. Oh my good God, Zena! I'm talking about soul clusters. Do you mind? Yeah, you too. Zena and Ziva are what's making all that noise. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is the book that that brought me to uh, to the understanding of what a soul cluster is and the name that I use in um, all of my stuff with the with these guys. Now, a couple weeks ago when I read you guys a case study and what happened when this woman um, with karmic life and, and whatnot. And this time I wanna read you a case study. Um, again, this is in the book, Journey of the Souls by Michael Newton. And this is case number 16. And this is all about accounting what it's like coming back to one's soul cluster after you physically died. So remember this is, uh, Newton talks about the life in between lives. So we, we're dead, we go off to wherever, we do stuff there. It's the do stuff there part is where all his work takes, is all what his work is, is about. Now I'm gonna apologize ahead of time. I have a scratchy throat. I don't know if it's from my lack of sleep the past week. Um, if it's me yelling at the animals because they're getting on my nerves or if I'm coming down with something or maybe it's a combination of all three. I hope it's not the last one, but I'm gonna have to stop and, and take, uh, take some sips during this. So this is case number 16. If you own the book, it's page 91. And this is for, this is a conversation, um, someone who's been put under hypnosis. This is from Dr. Dr. N is what he goes by in the book. And then S, and I don't know who S is. There's never a name mentioned, but I'm going to do the dialogue back and forth and read this case study because I, I find it um, absolutely interesting. And uh, I just, I find it highly interesting. And if you uh, are interested in soul clusters as much as I am, then I think you'll find this interesting as well. All right, okay. So it starts with Dr. N. 
Once you leave the staging area and have arrived in spiritual space where you belong, what do you do then? S. I go to school with my friends. Dr. N. You mean you are in some kind of spiritual classroom? I'm not going to keep saying their names. Yes. Where we study. I want to take you, I want you to take me through this school from the time of your arrival so I can appreciate what is happening to you. Start by telling me what you see from the outside. I see a perfectly squared Greek temple with large sculptured, sculptured columns. Very beautiful. I recognize it because this is where I return after each life cycle. What is a classical Greek temple doing in the spirit world? I don't know why it appears to me that way, except it seems natural since my lives in Greece. All right, let's continue. Does anyone come to meet you? My teacher, Carla. And how does she appear to you? I see her coming out of the entrance of the temple towards me as a goddess, tall, wearing long flowing robes over, over shoulder is bare. Her hair is piled up and fastened with a gold clasp. She reaches out to me. Look down at yourself. Are you dressed in the same garments? We all seem to be dressed the same. We shimmer with light and we can change. Carla knows I like the way she looks. Where are the others? Carla has taken me inside my temple school. I see a large library. Small gatherings of people are speaking in quiet tones at tables. It is sedate, warm, a secure feeling which is so familiar to me. Do all these people appear as adult men and women? Yes, but there are more women in my group. Why? Because that's the balance they are the most comfortable with right now. And then Dr. M puts in a note. The word valance used by the subject to indicate gender preference is an odd choice, yet it fits. Valances in chemistry are positive or negative properties, which, when combined with other elements, give proportion. Soul in groups may be inclined toward male and female personages or mixed. Okay, then he goes back into the conversation. Okay, what do you do next? Carla leads me to the nearest table and my friends immediately greet me. Oh, it's so good to be back. Why are these particular people here with you in this temple? Because we are all in the same study group. I can't tell you how happy I am to be with them once more. And then he says, subject becomes distracted with this scene and it takes me a minute to get her started again. Tell me, how many people are in this library with you? pauses she pauses while she's mentally counting about 20 are all 20 very close friends of yours we are all close i've known them for ages but five are my dearest friends are every one of the 20 people at about the same level of learning ah uh, almost some are a little further along than the rest where would you place yourself in the group as far as knowledge around the middle as to learning lessons, where are you in relation to your five closest friends? Oh, we are about the same. We work together a lot. What do you call them? We have pet names for each other. Why do you have nicknames? Hmm, to define our essence. We see each other as representing earth things. Well, what is your pet pet name? Thistle. And this represents some potential or some personal attribute. I am known for sharp, sharp reactions to new situations in my rotations, otherwise known as life cycles. 
What is the entity you feel closest to called and why? She laughs. Spray. He goes flat out in his rotations, dispersing his energy so rapidly it splashes in all directions, just like the water he loves so much on Earth. Your family group sounds very distinctive. Now, would you explain to me what you and your friends actually do in this library setting? I go to my table and we all look at the books. Books? What kind of books? The life books. Describe them as best you can. They are picture books, thick white edges, two or three inches thick, quite large. Open one of the life books for me and explain what you and your friends at the table see. She pauses while the subject's hands come together and move apart as though she were opening a book. There is no writing. Everything we see is in live pictures. Action pictures? Different than photographs? Yes, they are multidimensional. They move, shift from a center of crystal, which changes with reflected light. So, the pictures are not flat. The moving light waves have depth. That's right, they are alive. Tell me how you and your friends use the books. Well, at first, it's always out of focus when the book is opened. Then we think of what we want. The crystal turns from dark to light and gets into alignment. Then we can see, in miniature, our past lives and the alternatives. How is time treated in these books? By frames, pages. Time is condensed by the life books. I don't want to dwell on your past right now, but let's take a look at the book and just tell me what the first thing is you see. A lack of self-discipline in my last life because this is what is on my mind. I see myself dying young, in a lover's quarrel. My ending was useless. Do you see future lives in the life book? We can look at future possibilities in small bites only, in the form of lessons. Mostly these options come later with the help of others. These books are intended to emphasize our past acts. Would you give me your impression of the intent behind this library atmosphere with your cluster group? Oh, we all help one another go over our mistakes during this cycle. Our teachers in and out and so we do a lot of studying together and discuss the value of our choices. Are there other rooms where people study in this building? No, this is for our group. There are different buildings where various groups study near us. Are the groups of people who study in these buildings more or less advanced than those in your group? Both. Are you allowed to visit these other buildings where souls study? Hmm. There is one where we go to regularly. Which one? A place for the newer ones. We help them when their teacher is gone. It's nice to be needed. Help them? How? With their homework. But don't the teacher guides have that responsibility? Well, you see the teachers are so much further along in development. This group appreciates our assistance because we can relate to them easily. Ah, so you do a little student teaching with this group. Yes, but we don't do it anywhere else. Why not? Why couldn't more advanced groups come to your library to assist you once in a while? They don't because we are further along than the newer ones and we don't infringe on them either. If, we want, if I want to connect with someone, I do it outside the study center. Can you wander around anywhere as long as you don't bother other souls in their study areas? I like to stay around the vicinity of my temple, but I can reach out to anyone. 
I get the impression that your soul energy is restricted to the spiritual space even though you can mentally reach out further. I don't feel restricted. We have plenty of room to go about, but I'm not attracted to everyone. And let's see. There was some area, another area I wanted to read. Um, what else did he say about this? Okay, he keeps going, so I'm going to keep going. Um, Dr. N. All right, let's flood outside your temple of study. What do you see around you or off in the distance? People. Large gathering of, gatherings of people. How many would you say? Hmm, in the distance, I can't count. Hundreds and hundreds? There are so many. And do you identify with all these souls? Are you associated with them? Not really. I can't even see all of them. It's sort of fuzzy out there. But my gang is near me. If I could call your gang of about 20 souls your primary cluster group, are you associated with the larger secondary body of souls you are around? We are all associated, but not directly. I don't know those others. Do you see the physical features of all the other souls in the same way you did your own group in the temple? No, that isn't necessary. It is more natural out here in the open. I see them all as spirits. Look out in the distance from where you are now. How do you see all these spirits? What are they like? Different lights buzzing around as fireflies. Can you tell if the souls who work with each other, such as teachers and students, stick around all the time? People in my gang do, but the teachers kind of stick to themselves when they are not assisting in our lessons. Do you see any teacher guides from where we are now? Some, yes. There are much fewer of them than us, of course. I can see Carla with her two friends. And you know they are guides, even without seeing any physical features. You can look out there at all the bright white lights and just mentally tell their guides. Sure, we can do that, but they are not all white. You mean souls are not all absolutely white? That's partly true. The intensity aspect of our energy can make us less brilliant. So, Carl and her two friends display a different shade of white. No, they aren't white at all. I don't follow you. She and her two friends are teachers. What's the difference? Are you saying these guides radiate energy, which is not white? That's right. Well, what color are they? Yellow, of course. Oh, so all guides radiate yellow energy? No, they don't. What? Carla's teacher is Valeris. He is blue. We see him sometimes here. Nice guy. Very smart. Blue? How did we get the blue? Valiers show a blue light. I'm confused. You didn't say anything about another teacher called Valiers being part of your group. You didn't ask me. Anyway, he's not in my group, neither is Carla. They have their own groups. And these guides have auras, which are yellow and blue. Yes. How many other energy colors do you see floating around here? None. Why not red and green energy lights? Some are reddish, but no green lights. Well, why not? I don't know. But sometimes when I look around, this place is lit up like a Christmas tree. I'm curious about Valair's. Does every spiritual group have two teachers assigned to their cluster? Hmm, it varies. Carla trains, trains under Valair's, so we have two. We see little of him. He works with other groups besides us. So Carla herself is a student teaching as a less advanced guide. She's advanced enough for me. Okay, 
but will you help straighten out the color schemes? Why is Carla's energy radiating yellow and Valère's blue? That's easy. Valère's precedes all of us in knowledge, and he gives off a darker intensity of light. Does the shade of blue, compared to yellow or plain white, make a difference between souls? I'm trying to tell you. Blue is deeper than yellow, and yellow is more intense than white, depending on how far along you are. Oh, then the lumin luminosity of Valar's radiates less brightly than Carla, and she is less brilliant than your energy because you are further down in development. Much further down. They both have a heavier, more steady light than me. And how does Carla's yellow light vary from your whiteness in terms of where you're going with your own advancement? I'm turning into a reddish white. Eventually, I'll have light gold. Recently, I've noticed Carla turning a little darker yellow. I expected that. She is so knowledgeable and good. Really? And then will she eventually take her energy level to dark blue in intensity? No, to a light blue at first, it's always gradual as our energy becomes more dense. So these three basic lights of, lights of white, yellow, and blue represents the development stage of souls and are visibly obvious to all spirits. That's right. And the changes are very slow. Look around again. Do you see all energy colors equally represented by souls in this area? Oh no, mostly white, some yellows, and a few blues. Thank you for clearing this up for me. Wow. So, you know, it, I mean, I haven't read this book in a long time. And that kind of clears up one, clusters. I can't wait to get my cluster someday and sit around steady. I can't wait to go through our books and say, <laughs> what were you thinking here? Because I'm going to be doing that quite a bit. Especially when I get to Ted and I go back through his marriages. <laughs> what were you thinking here? Because I'd really like to know. Um, and then it also, um, I tell her, what was it called? An energy core. So with the energy core, now you can see when I, when I talk about energy cores, that this is also about what he talks about in Journey of Souls with being um, in between lives. And that noise you hear in the background, by the way, would be Mr. Leroy Jethro Gibbs um, breaking into a box and then climbing into it. And now he's trying to get back out of it. All right. <laughs> But I, I hope you found that interesting. I find anything about souls very interesting. Um, but yeah, the book is Journey of Souls, Case Study of Life Between Lives. And here we are at the end, guys. I hope you've liked this episode of Ask Allie. If you have, please rate it and tell your friends. And in case no one's told you today, you are awesome. I love you. I hope you all have an incredible week. Stay well, stay safe. And we'll catch you next Monday. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.